Redeemer family, welcome to another edition of the Lent podcast. I think it's week four. I know for sure we're past the halfway point of Lent. So if you're still tracking with us, uh, good job and keep keep persisting. That's been the theme of the last couple of weeks. But this week I've got Pastor Drew joining me. We're going to talk justice as the theme for this week um, and coming from Psalm 58. So I'm going to read the psalm um, and then we'll jump into a conversation around some of the themes in the devotional. So uh, Psalm 58, reading from the NIV. Do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you judge people with equity? No, in your heart you devise injustice, and your hands mete out violence on the earth. Even from birth the wicked go astray, from the womb they are wayward, spreading lies. Their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears, that will not heed the tune of the charmer, however skillful the enchanter may be. Break the teeth in their mouths, O God. Lord, tear out the fangs of those lions. Let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let the arrows fall short. May they be like a slug that melts away as it moves along, like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, whether they be green or dry, the wicked will be swept away. The righteous will be glad when they are avenged, when they dip their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then people will say, surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So right off the bat, um, I just want to acknowledge this is like one of the most intense psalms and one of the most intense like parts of scripture. And so even as I was reading it and writing, I was really wrestling with the Lord of like, Lord, how do I communicate what your heart is for justice that's coming through in the psalmist? And I think where I came out was kind of the three movements I walked through. And the first being all of us need to acknowledge and look at the role we play in the in flourishing or justice in people's lives, right? And so I want to start there and just ask you, um, Pastor Drew, like how are you processing that idea that every person participates in either justice or injustice based on how we're postured towards other people? How are you processing that or thinking about that? Yeah, yeah. There was definitely some good stuff to be thinking through. I mean, when, when I think about the church and my own walk with the Lord, we have, over the course of the last 22 years since I've been a Christian, um, I just think that for the most part, our theology has been so individualistic. And we talk about this a lot at Redeemer, how we are not just individuals who are saved and, you know, waiting for our ticket to heaven, but we are part of a greater community, both church and in, in society, and the Lord calls us to engage in those ways. And I think when we think about justice and injustice, so with our very individualistic American Christianity, it just comes down to, am I being personally holy or not? Mm-hmm. Um, but the questions of injustice and justice allow us or invite us to ask the question of how is how is how I am living my life contributing to justice or contributing to injustice in other people's lives and acknowledging the fact the interconnectedness of of community and life so so yeah I think it's I mean I'm I'm excited to talk about this and you know yeah to be a 30-part series on justice Um, but uh, but yeah no I'm excited to, to jump in yeah and I think one of the things I noted at the beginning of the of the movement that I tried to 
thread through the devotional was I think I can read this psalm and a lot of Christians can read this psalm and be like, yeah, injustice bad, right? Justice good. Um, we can look at things around us and think, yeah, that shouldn't be happening. But it's a little bit harder for us to bring it closer to home. It's a little bit harder for us to say as a person in relationship with other people, how am I moving about the world? And is it in ways that are seeking for people around me to flourish? And so that's what I was trying to do with the first question was just for all of us to see that if you're in relationship with other people, which I think all of us are, um, then you have a direct participation with someone's flourishing or not, right? And uh, there's a, uh, a Dr. King quote that I love, um, which is, you know, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And most people know that part of the quote, but then it goes on to say, you know, we are all tied together in a single garment of destiny. What affects one indirectly affects all directly, right? Um, and I think that is just a picture we need for the church today. Like we need to recover some of the like communal ideals that the church was really born out of when you think about the Jewish people or you think about the the children of Israel and the story of scripture really is like a whole group of people rising, right? And not just like one individual. So I think you're spot on there. And so I think a question that then we have to wrestle with once we realize like we could be a part of justice or injustice, then we have to wrestle with like, where are we not seeing God's heart for justice in situations? And so, yeah, talk about how you as a person just uh, become more aware of things that might be on God's heart or like what, yeah, what are things you do as a Christian person to become aware of what God's doing in the world or what God's not happy with happening in the world? Yeah, I feel like I'm still growing in this. So there's still, I feel like an infant um, or maybe an elementary school age kid, but I mean, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we have to acknowledge that our own individual lives, uh, you know, color how we understand the world and the injustice or justice that we see in the world. And so as a, as a white male uh, that grew up uh, in privilege and edu- in education or kind of a highly educated middle, middle school, high school, college, you know, master's degree, there, I had to acknowledge years ago that there are just things that I am blind to apart from relationships and intentionality, um, intentionally listening to uh, other culture. I mean, my friends, as well as scholars, as well as just people uh, of different cultures and races. So I think it's very important for us to recognize that we have a limited scope of what the injustices are in the world based on our own experience. I mean, I think about this as as a man, uh, like when I, um, after, you know, I've been married to Diane for, oh gosh, 16 years this summer. Um, and Diane, as some of you know, loves to run. Um, and so in, when, you know, she'll be out running, she has friends who run all the time. I, I love to run a little less than she does and also run a little less than she does. Um, but with her, like when I, when I want to go run, no matter day, night, um, you know, morning, evening, I just get out and go run. With her, as a woman, she has to be more thoughtful about when she goes to run um, based on um, re- very real fears about her safety when she runs. And I don't have those same fears, but I would never have understood that outside of relationship with women uh, or reading about, um, you know, the, the women expressing those fears. So therefore, we have to be able to be willing to get out of our bubbles in, a, in order to understand injustice around us.
Yeah, that's really good. So, I mean, I think what I hear you saying is like in order to be shaped with God's full heart for something, we have to engage like the diversity of people and that God's created, right? Like God's created people of different ethnicities, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different genders, and all of those things help us understand more of God's heart and to more quickly identify where something's going wrong, right? And so um, for some of us, that that work might look like expanding our relational network intentionally, right? Um, mm. For others, it's that network's already there, um, but we've failed to acknowledge, I think, something you said that was really important, which is our limited perspective, right? And saying like, oh, yeah, I'm around other people that look different than me, but I'm not really listening to them. I'm just sort of you know, giving them my ideals. And so being open to that blind spot even. And I think all of that is um, the Holy Spirit's work, right? And being open to the Lord doing that work in our lives. Um, but that's really good. There's a lot of good good stuff in there that I think people can chew on this week as they're thinking about injustice. Um, so a guiding question to ask yourself this week might be something like, yeah, who around me might be experiencing a situation a little bit differently than I am? And and let me talk to them about that, you know, in a safe um, and affirming way, not in a way where I'm like case studying them, but in a way where, you know, I'm growing in, in an understanding of what might be on God's heart. Um, so that's really good. So then the last thing we'll talk about or kind of the last movement was this understanding that God's God's heart is for justice. That's coming. Right. We know how the story ends. There's a great hopefulness in that. But. Um, I think God does invite us to participate along the way. And that's a choice. Like it's our choice to either get in the stream or not. It's kind of how I usually say it. Um, so what does that look like in your life to once you do see an area that you're like, man, I was blind to that before. Yeah. What are some tips or um, thoughts you'd have for someone on how they get engaged with an area of justice? And I want to be clear when I say that, like we can't, I think as individuals be totally in on participating in undoing every kind of injustice as one person. Um, but there are things that I think the Lord made each of us to kind of get in the stream on. So yeah, what are some things you would say around how you've engaged in working against injustice or how others can join things, join God specifically in engaging against injustice? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I appreciate what you just said there, that kind of qualifier of like, we don't want to like place a burden of you are now in charge of identifying and fixing all injustices. We are, uh, we have this invitation to be a part of the church and whether we're a hand or a finger or a toe or a knee, we are part of the bigger body of Christ. And as a big body of Christ, big C church, we get to, uh, yeah, address all sorts of injustices. And so it's beautiful not only to be able to identify what we can do, but also to celebrate the daylights out of other ministries, other churches, under in, other individuals who are you know, being the hands and feet of Christ specifically to where they are. Um, one thing, uh, I mean, I, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll highlight a couple of things that get me very excited. Um, and so when I think about our job training program at the church, uh, so we've had um, well over a hundred men and women who have gone, gone through the Jobs for Life program. And so what that is, is a, 
uh, a class that ranges from eight to 12 weeks, kind of depending on the structure of it uh, for men and for women who are either un unemployed or underemployed. Uh, we're looking for a new job uh, or looking for a job or looking for a better job. And we connect, Christy oversees all this with our outreach team, but she connects um, mentors, we call them coaches, uh, that are willing to walk alongside the students. Uh, mentors, coaches, and champions uh, willing to walk alongside students and they go through the curriculum and the goal is for them to develop a deep friendship where they can, you know, be an encouragement, be wind in their sails as they're kind of going through the difficult season, which we've all been through at some point where we're looking yeah. for work and seeing applications. And you think about this and you're like, okay, cool, like job training, that's great. But the, but if you kind of peel back the layers of why there's so much um, inequity uh, or inequality uh, as far as earnings uh, in our country uh, from folks who, um, because of the color of their skin or because of where they grew up or where they live, they just simply did not have the opportunities that other people had um, based on the color of skin or where they grew up. And so... There's deep history here, and whether it was, you know, because of a lack of schooling, or, you know, good schooling uh, that a lot of um, our neighbors um, now that are in their 40s and 50s, when, you know, 30 or 40 years ago when they were elementary school, they just didn't have the same options uh, that some of the wealthier parts of our city, uh, some of the adults in the wealthier parts of our city had, whether it was injustice with a um, over-criminalization of um, people um, from our neck of the woods who, because of, um, yeah, over-criminalization of men in particular, but men and women, yeah. they, they have a record where they missed out on very significant seasons of their life where they could have been earning income or kind of growing their career or their parent went through um, that injustice. We had to recognize like there are uh, serious injustices that affected our neighborhood. And for us to be able to fight against that means, A, like, yes, like, let's work to um, have more equity with uh, the justice system. But also let's recognize like, hey, there's been folks that have kind of been pushed down as far as their jobs and careers and opportunity to earn and provide for their family. How can we as a church come alongside and kind of kind of be wind in their sails uh, to kind of uh, lift, be a, you know, be an encouragement to them and give them opportunities that they have not been afforded because of injustice. So that's something that I get very excited about um, okay. that people are doing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think the theme for this week of justice um, like you said, we could do a 30 part. We could be here for three hours talking about justice, but the things that I want to come through, and I think you've done uh, a great job of helping us understand are that there are things happening in our local context that are unjust that we need to know more about. Um, we need to understand the role we play in them. And then we need to take a natural step towards um, ending that injustice or participating with God and ending that injustice. And I think, you know, in the intensity of this psalm, wrapped in there is someone who is so um, consumed by this heart for justice that they are willing to join God and calling on God to bring justice that God can ultimately bring. And that's my hope for us as a church, that we would be like that, that we'd be like this psalmist, that we are so consumed by the injustices we see, that we bring those to God, we align our hearts, and then we join God where God's at work. So the challenge for, for us this week is, yeah, just try to try to take one natural step towards an area of injustice that God puts on your heart. And whether that's giving some of your time towards just learning more about it, whether that's giving financial resources towards that injustice, or whether that's participating with it, like becoming a champion in Jobs for Life or participating with the things going on in the food pantry or 
whatever it is that God lays on your heart. That is a embodied practice of what it looks like to walk out justice. This involves our, our whole bodies and doing something. So um, hopefully um, you, you will read and reread this psalm and you will catch kind of God's heart for this and, and get engaged with it as we make space for this in our lives in this Lenten season. So thanks, Pastor Drew, for hanging out with me. And thank you, church, for listening. As always, if you've got questions, reach out to us, Benjamin at RedeemerATL.org, Drew at RedeemerATL.org, and we would love um, to help you process justice more in any ways that we can. So God bless you and peace.